If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey, 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 it's me, Dr. Erica, and welcome to a brand new episode of Better with Dr. Erica. This episode manages to make a discussion about intellectual property sexy. Yes, I said it. The reason I could do that was my dynamic guest, Kenya Pierre. She is an intellectual property attorney and is now a corporate deputy general counsel. Say that three times fast. You're going to want to stay on until the last moment because we also talk about life lessons and finding your joy in your professional life. Who doesn't want to actually have fun while working? Now let's talk about the questions that this episode will answer. Number one, why should you even care about intellectual property? Number two, what are essential things that you need to know about intellectual property? Number three, why should you not be ashamed if you don't want to be an entrepreneur? Number four, what are some strategies to increase the joy in your life? Now, don't worry. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or someone that is actively looking to get a trademark to learn something from this episode. You're going to want to catch all the tidbits. Now, let me tell you one more quick thing. Let me tell you how we share in Better Nation. Now, you're going to find some shareable moments. Just put them on social media and use the hashtag Better Nation. It's that simple. Now, let's go ahead and get to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. Hey, y'all. Welcome. We're back with another episode of Better with Dr. Erica. We are rolling into season three. I know for a while you may have gotten used to me doing all those solo episodes, but we're back. Season three is back. So I actually have living guests. It's not me going, hey, Dr. Erica, how you doing today? I'm fine, Dr. Erica. What you up to today? I'm not doing all that. I'm not having all that only child dialogue. So you already heard the intro. So you know a little something about my guest. Now, you know, I have a soft spot for my Spellman sisters, not just because I went there, but oh my God, I'm always amazed by how wonderful everyone I went to school with. And then I feel this need to share them with you. Now, as you know, I said season three was a little different. I was not going to be reading bio after bio because it's not my ministry. And rather than start reading bios and tell you it's not my ministry and have people then tell you about themselves, that I'm just going to tell you a couple things. And then I'm going to let my guest, Kenya Pierre, take it and tell you all about herself. All right. So y'all ready? Let's do this. So number one, I told you she is a Spelmanite. So she is a graduate of Spelman College, y'all. And as you probably have seen by all of my guests from there, people are doing it and making a huge difference. And the one cool thing about her, well, there are many cool things, but the one I'm going to mention right now is not only is she beyond brilliant and so humble about all of her brilliance and all of the type of work she does, is that she somehow manages to change the world through her day job Y'all, she like got yoga certified and all of the things, not to mention how many people love being friends with her to get a discount at Lulu. For the record, I have not used her discount at Lululemon. The next is she is just a fantastic mom. She has raised three phenomenal humans that I can't believe aren't little girls. And if you, when you see her on this cover. You won't believe that she has children as old as they are. I feel like 
the children are getting older and we should be getting younger. Like it should be like some reverse Benjamin Button or some situation. So rather than me going on and on, Kenya, can you tell the peeps a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you for that that wonderful intro. Um, tell me about yourself. I, you know, I always pause when people say that because I feel like I'm so I have like so many facets of me, and it's probably because I'm still trying to figure out who <laughs> am I and what do I like to do. But um, just from a, a personal perspective, I am a mom of three. I have three teenage. One is almost out of her teenage years, which is crazy. Um, they are they're all volleyball players and. Um, I'm an athlete, so they, they get that naturally. And um, I'm an attorney. And right now I'm a deputy general counsel at Strava, um, where we try to find the athlete in you and, and, and magnify everything about your athleticism. Um, if you sweat, you're an athlete. And we, we love our athletes. And it's just such a good fitting place for me because it brings my um, background as an athlete and my career as a lawyer together. And it's just such a like a cool place to be. So um, it just kind of brings it all together. So I guess I'm right now in, in a moment where I'm finding out who I am because I'm in a place where I can, I'm allowed to be who I am. And that's pretty oh, that, dynamic. That was an entire word. You know, the, the fact that you get to be and, and really rediscover yourself. And I, I love that because we end up talking about that some on the pod is that sometimes we are all told when we're young, this is what you should do. This is exactly how you should do it. And it, it feels sometimes like there are all these external forces shaping everywhere we go. And then you get to a point where you can breathe and try to figure out what is what is you versus what is everything everybody told you about you. Exactly. And I think with me, especially when I say like I have so many facets about me, I mean, I grew up, you would have never, you would have never told me when I was in my younger self, that I would be a lawyer. Like this is not even <laughs> something that I thought was an option for me. My my whole life, I I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah, I majored in in chemistry with a pre med option, um, so mm -hmm. like chem biochem basically. And I just kind of fell into this this law pattern. You know, um, after college. I did teach for America and I taught chemistry and biology in Watts. Wow. And even though I was the teacher, I definitely was the one who learned the most, I believe. And it's something I would do over and over again, but it led me to go into law. So that was um, something that I just allowed the wings of God to lead me. And, and even though I thought I wanted to be a doctor my whole life, I was open to something else. And, you know, and here I am. So I think it's just, it's just part of that, you know, like discovering who you are is just allowing yourself to be open to things that you thought that you wanted to do and yeah. that you thought you were on the path to doing and being, you know, okay to say, okay, well, maybe I should just try this. And I think that's how, like how I live my life is, okay, let me just try this. And then if I don't like it, I don't have to do it anymore. But if I do, amazing, you know, opportunities may follow. So- I love that openness and, and also the recognition that sometimes life is in seasons. And one season, maybe I'm a chemist that wants to be a doctor. And then another season, I'm, I'm a teacher that's still technically a chemist. And maybe I should do law. I just love the fact that there's so much openness and acknowledgement that sometimes things come in seasons and what fits one season isn't always the next one. Absolutely. And that... See, the change of seasons shouldn't scare you. It's the natural occurrence of life. So, you know, just being open and embracing it. And, you know, sometimes it's scary. I, I will admit I'm, I'm a human. You know, I, I live a lot by faith, but I'm also human. So I have fears and I then I have to remember my faith so that I can let the fear go, you know, because fear is just really a, a semblance of ego you know, really manifesting and trying to overtake you. So you just have to kind of check that a little bit, you know, allow it to happen. I think mm -hmm. you should always acknowledge your fears, acknowledge your anxiety, acknowledge your, you know, your disappointments, but then you have to, you know, come back and just remember that everything happens for a reason and in a season and, you know, opportunities around the corner. So be open to it, you know, 
And, and I think that I've literally, my whole life has been just this whole like, okay, where are we going to next? You know, so I, I think it's fun like that. It's, it's scary, but, you know, you look back on it and you're like, that happened exactly how it was supposed to, just not, not how I probably wanted to write it. So, <laughs> Indeed. And I love that you bring in one of the one of the things of the better seven, those seven essential areas that are, are great to have that that life that you deserve is is that self-talk and how we talk to ourselves. And one of the things I hear from you is that you're telling yourself positive things. So even when you do feel fear, that it's it's not a whole conversation with yourself about, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, you should be scared. <laughs> Don't do it. You know, so I I, I think there's so much power and how we regard ourselves and how we process information and the things we tell ourselves. Yeah. And, and that's been a journey, you know, to even come to this point in my life. I, I think there were times when, you know, I probably did have that girl, what you doing kind of moments, you know, um, but that's part of growth, you know, that that's part of the evolution. And I think, you know, once you learn what it is and, and learn how to overcome it, I think learning about what ego is, um, mm-hmm. is, is really important. And, you know, it's hard to learn about ego when you're like a teenager and in your twenties, because that's all, you know, that's all you kind of are as a teenager. And in your twenties, yeah. you are your ego, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, that's, that's part of the journey of life, you know, but once you really understand like what it is and how to control it and then how to face it and, you know, move beyond what other people are telling you to do, what, you know, you have this whole thing, this whole agenda just set and, you know, and it's not going the way that you want it. So now you feel like you're a failure. It, you know, you just redefine yourself and, and realize that you're not a failure. That just wasn't your purpose. That wasn't your path. And it's okay. You know, so let's let's redirect and let's let's go another way. So. I love it. I'm having a blast. I, I hope everyone's listening ha- is having as much of a blast as I am. This is just giving me life in this lovely COVID world where I don't see people. So it's always lovely to have some quality time with really good people. So, so thanks for hanging out with me, Kenya, so I can have some human contact. Yes. Anytime. Anytime. I I, I appreciate it. I feel like everyone in my computer screen, that's all I get is that and work. That and work. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you mentioned that there was an earlier part of your journey when you thought to become an attorney. How did you end up ending up in intellectual property and, and that type of work? Because I know it's, I remember when we were younger, I don't remember people talking about it all the time. And now it comes up all the time, especially because so many people are, are being entrepreneurial. So how did you even get into that? Yeah. So um, I had a Morehouse brother actually introduce me. He, he was also a chemistry major and he introduced me about patent law and said, you know, you just might want to think about patent law and I'm like, no, because I'm about to be a doctor and I want to be a pediatrician <laughs> my whole life. So, I mean, like, what is patent law? The interesting thing is I've always liked law. You know, like, you know, you watch L.A. Mm-hmm. Law and you and you, um, you know, you watch all these TV shows. And, and I think law is really cool because it's like puzzles, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to, you know, it's like Scooby-Doo, you know, mysteries. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so I always liked that. But I always thought you had to be like a history major or oh. a political science major or something that was, you know, that was Tapley Hall. So that, you know, that or Giles Hall, actually, and I was in Tapley, you know, I was a Tapley girl, you know, I love the science, I love the math. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I thought there was a conflict there. So when he said, you know, you may want to think about patent law, I was like, okay, I'll think about it. And I just always kind of kept it in the back of my mind. And just like naturally, as you know, life goes, um, when it, I was getting to a point where medical school was a decision, and you know, talking to doctors about their field and, you know, should I go into medicine? It was like, (laughs) it was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. See, you know, all my doctor friends, you know, they have their opinions about the, the field. And that's exactly what I was, I was getting feedback. Like, do you really want to do this? And so, you know, I had to ask myself, like, I really love medicine. I still love medicine. I I love the science. I, I just, like I, there's that nerd aspect of me, you know, mm-hmm. that just loves like learning stuff. And then when I, um, I was like, well, but I like law school. So my te- the teaching days is really what, you know, I had an MCAT in one hand and an LSAT in the other. 
And I wanted to learn how to advocate for kids who were not getting good education. I mean, I went to a great school. We're still like the number one school in Ohio in terms of public education. I didn't even know like bad school. You know, I knew bad schools existed, but not that bad. Like this was like, this is in the United States of America. And we're talking third world education bad, you know, to the point where when kids would like come over from, you know, areas of Mexico and, you know, and start and and migrate into schools and and Watts and come to my school, you know, I was like, you might want to go back because it's like, it's much better there, you know? And so I was like, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to learn how to advocate. And what can get me into law school that is separate from other people? And intellectual property was one. To be a patent attorney, you have to have a chemist, not a chemistry degree. You have to have a science degree. So my chemistry degree was a leg up. And so I was like, I'm going to use that. Literally did not know what patent law really was. I just knew it was a facet of law. And then I took a course like my second year and I loved it. You know, it's really the science of law. You know, we're the nerds of, of the law field um, where, you know, typically we're scientists and our engineers. And we, you know, I, I started with Procter & Gamble in skincare and cosmetics. And so, you know, learning about all the things that make mascara, your you know, your lashes longer mm-hmm. and thicker and fuller and you know, it, it was really cool, you know, and your skin glow and, you know, working with Oil of Olay. And, you know, that was like, you know, every time a, a, a black woman was interviewed about like, what do you use? You're 95 years old, looking like you're like 30. Every black woman would say Oil of Olay. So, you know, it's my, like, my, mom, my mom uses Oil of Olay, swears see? by it. Whenever she gets swears anything else, it. she's like, this ain't as good as my Oil of Olay. <laughs> Right. So like studying all the properties in that and like working with the inventors who make it, you know, good for your skin and, you know, um, evolve it over time. That was like cool to work behind the scenes on that. And so, you know, it was a natural fit. It was a natural fit that like set me apart from like other people in my class. There were only seven of us that really could go into patent law. And so, you know, it was cool. And um, I'm now a recovered patent attorney, as I say, but... um, (laughs) you know, understanding intellectual property and like trademarks, which is, you know, the cool cousin or, you know, sister or brother, whatever you want to say of patent law. Um, you know, I still, I still do trademarks like more heavily, but um, now I'm more of a generalist and I like that because it helps me get variety. But, um, you know, if anyone is interested in going into law and wants to go into like the cool behind the scenes of like products and services, you know, I highly recommend intellectual property. I just have this vision of your DMs blowing up of everybody going, I want to do so-and-so and so. Yes. Can you do my trademark? Do so-and-so. Yeah, I, yeah. But I always remember working with some people and and this is one of the reasons I wanted you on here. Beyond the fact that you are brilliant and have done all of the things and have such a wonderful, enthusiastic, enlightening view of the world, is there are some things that just because it says you can do it yourself on the internet. I sometimes wonder if it's a good idea. And I just remember all these conversations of like, you can file your own trademark, go to this website and Google, you know what it's like? Yeah. I'm like, there are people with a lot of education and I have a feeling if it was that easy, it wouldn't be that hard to become a a patent attorney or an attorney that works with intellectual property if it was as easy as Google. Yes, it's funny because you, you remember those late night commercials where they have like one eight hundred idea, you know, get your uh-huh. patent today. Um, and it's you know it's so unfortunate because I think people unfortunately lose a lot of money. And now, now you know trademarks. I will say if there is anything that you can file by yourself, it would be a trademark. But the issue is, do you really know what you're doing? You know, like do you understand the classes? Like it, you know, and and I'll 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 tell people straight up. I'm like, you can always go to USPTO.gov and and file mm-hmm. your trademark. Um, but if you have questions and or you get a rejection, you know, an attorney may charge you even more to have to go back and see what you did, undo it, and then now respond accordingly. So you know, you kind of take it at your own risk. You know, kind of like 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 medical. You know, it's like don't let Google substitute my my degree, you know, <laughs> like I it, know. it'll tell you a lot, but it may get you also down the wrong path and you'll end up in a rabbit hole that you don't want to be in. So 
it's always good to like if if you're if you don't have a lot of money because it does take a lot of money for intellectual property, you know you can always pay for at least a consultation with an attorney. Um, see if you even if your idea is even patentable, let's say, and if your trademark is even available, you know. And there's so many things that people misunderstand about patents. And, you know, because it's really a negative right, it keeps you from mm-hmm. allowing other people to do stuff, but it does not give you the right to sell your own product that you patented and you spent all that money on. So there's that aspect of it. And then with trademarks, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so you want to make sure that, you know, you have a, a good a trademark attorney that can help you navigate through what's available and, you know, go through all those nuances that may save you a lot of time and money in the long run. So it's just it's just better to at least invest. If you're going to invest in your business and really want to grow your business, invest in your business all the way, you know, and I just have to like always advise people in that regard. Like, you know, when you invest in being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. invest in all aspects of it, yeah. the trademark, the logo, you know, the look and feel, everything that's going to make your business be, invest in it. And I love that you brought this out because apparently Kenya psychic, because she answered a lot of my next question with that. (laughs) But I love that you brought out a couple of things. One is that people don't always understand the full process. There's stuff that's easy to understand on Google, but people may not understand how the different classes work, if you could split them, all those kinds of things and what the actual requirements are for first use and all that stuff. And that it can be helpful to use someone that's trained to make sure that you don't spin your wheels, waste money and end up with a mess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's kind of my, my short version. <laughs> and, and it sounds like also, it, you know, you have to be willing to know what you're willing to invest in when it comes to your business and your ideas. Yeah. And what ultimately are they worth for you? And if you have limited funds, to consider a consultation so that you at least don't just spin your wheels on something that's not going to happen. Right. And there, there, you know, there's just rules to it too. And, you know, like people are like, Oh, I haven't sold this, but I want a trademark on it. And it's like, well, you know, part of being a trademark is that it has to be in commerce, you know, so you have to like, actually, you know, and there's an intent to use, but that costs a little bit more. And so it's like, you just want to talk to attorney to at least manage your expectations, you know, and I'm a real big believer of managing expectations and, you know, just understanding what you're about to get into. Oh my God, this is a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more conversation from my amazing guest and yours truly on Better with Dr. Erica. Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for Get Your Better On and I'm back, Dr. Erica. Now let me tell you how I have been getting my better on. I recently went home to St. Louis where I got to visit my fur brother. Yes, I have fur brothers. I intentionally made time to play with my puppy brother and simply enjoy his cuddles and enthusiasm. Slowing down to play with him was medicine for me. I encourage you to find ways to inject joy and pauses into your life so that you can actively recharge. So why don't you start with setting at least two five-minute blocks for rest or fun into your day. And I can't wait to hear what happens. Now back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. If there was one thing you could tell someone someone on these entrepreneurial, I'm making stuff, I'm making stuff, I'm making changes, I'm making moves, I'm dropping gym streets. What's <laughs> the one thing you would tell folks about intellectual property? Or the one thing you wish people would tell that they just don't say? It's just not as easy as it appears. And advice costs money. Like getting advice about your the intellectual property of your business that you're, you know, that you want to invest in also takes money. You know, I think that people don't remember that, you know, lawyers especially, we get paid to talk to you. You know, and it doesn't seem like you should pay us to talk to you, but really that's what that's what we're doing. We have a lot of knowledge that we can share with you. And so, you know, people see the tangibles in their business and they're willing to pay for a cost of goods or the building or mm-hmm. the utilities and all the services, but they forget to pay for the behind the scenes that will make everything go smoothly. And that is a lot of the times your legal fees. Yeah. And so 
don't cut corners there because it's just going to cost you more. So if, when people are, um, you know, starting their businesses, be sure to set aside some fees for legal legal fees, legal consultation, legal services. It is part of your business, and you know you can put it on your taxes. Go talk to your accountant about how you, you know, put legal fees as a line item in your expenses. But make it part of your expenses. We will save you so much time and money if you talk to us up front than if you try to play catch up and you're like, oh, I, I'm in trouble now with this, and I didn't know that somebody else had my mark, and I didn't know somebody else was doing this, or. They said I was infringing their mark. What does that even mean? And it just would, it, you know, that would be my one thing that I wish people would understand and, and take the time for. Well, and I love that you brought up the idea of putting it in the budget, just as you would have anything else like an operating budget that you need to have exactly. legal fees in there and just kind of proactively plan. I think exactly. one of the hard things is just, especially in the pandemic is people between either feeling like regular work wasn't working or having to leave your jobs because everything was just, well, not was, it's still janky <laughs> or, or people just feeling like it's, it's time to YOLO. I've had these ideas. I've wanted to do these things. You only live once. Everybody's dying. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, and I think it's the interesting thing is even when I became an entrepreneur is I feel like there are all these things people never really talked about that once you start doing it, you realize this is a lot more complicated than it looked like. Um, and I, I think that's one of those things in there is just the the role of all these different professionals, including legal teams that you have to hire to make sure you do things right. And then figuring out how do you work with it, depending on what your budget is, but you just want to make sure that you protect all your hard work. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think one, another thing that people have to understand is being an entrepreneur is that is not for the week. I mean, people think, oh, it's easy. I'm going to make all this money and all this stuff. And it's like, first of all, you have to make sure you understand that you probably won't make money at first and 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 be Preach. comfortable with that. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to be willing to take a loss and you have to like learn that that is part of the evolution of an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Um and you have to be a hustler. Like you have to work hard to be an entrepreneur. People have asked me several times, like, why don't you open up your own firm? And I'm like, because I don't have that in me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just don't, you know, I, I, I have a, a unique path um, of being, you know, a few of the people that have gone straight from law school right into corporate America um, in what we call in-house um, so I haven't even worked for a firm where I had clients, you know, like random mm -hmm. clients out out in the field, because honestly, I never wanted to hustle that hard. I don't have that hustle mindset. You know, I, it's, it's weird. I can do it for other people, but I can't do it for myself. And but but I know me, and that's okay. And I know that that's why I don't have a business. I don't. When I see people doing their own thing and building their businesses. I'm like, yeah, they're going to make it. And yeah, they're doing right. I'm like, that's not me. Like I need, I need a corporation. I need somebody, you know, say, Hey, I'm your client and this is who you're going to work for. Cause it's comfortable. And then I can, and I can do other things that, you know, I already don't have time for, but it is, it is hard work. And I think people underestimate yeah. the hard work aspect of being an entrepreneur. It is. Cause that's where I didn't realize that was going to mean I work every day. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, before I, when I was off, I was off. And now it's like, you're off. Yes. But I, yes. I, I love what you said because I think sometimes in this world or this conversation where, you know, people make it seem like entrepreneurship is the be all end all, is that just like being a doctor isn't for everyone. Being an entrepreneur yeah. isn't for everyone. It doesn't mean someone is any less qualified, less brilliant, less things to offer to the world. Sometimes it's just not the best fit. Just like there are times where an HBCU can change your life. And then there are some people that that's that's not going to be their ministry. That's that's not what's going <laughs> to, that's not the best fit for them. And I, I want to make sure that we leave space for the fact that whether you work for yourself or you don't, that doesn't have any statement of your value as a human being or a member of society. 
And it's okay if if you don't want to work for yourself. There's still a lot of of power and work that can be done to be able to assert control over your space, even within another organization without necessarily having to own it. Absolutely. And 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 I think you hit it on the on the head when you said it's it's okay. It's okay, whichever way you go, it is okay. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the way to go. And you know, finding your authenticity within whichever path you take, that's the most important. You know, whatever makes you happy to be successful in whatever stream you take. Right. Well, and that's the beautiful thing because I think what happens sometimes, especially, I feel like some of these conversations have been amplified under the the pretense of the pandemic because so many people have either been in flux or looking for something else mm-hmm. is that you it's almost like sometimes I'm in spaces and you hear these messages kind of like if you're being authentic you're working for yourself like there's yeah. <laughs> there's no space to be authentic without working for right. yourself and there are so many different ways to assert and live your truth and live in your authenticity and it's yeah. not necessarily limited to you working for yourself. So you make every single decision. And I want to amplify the fact that there are so many other ways to be authentic. And just as there are pluses of having the control of working for yourself, that for in some ways, sometimes working in other environments can provide people with more space to have more easily assert boundaries than you can when something's yours. Yeah, if, it, I think if it's co- your business, you got to make the money. You know, it's like it just it just is what it is. You know, when you're an yeah, employee, I, you just got to do your work and then you can go home. I think COVID um, allowed people to you know think deeper into what it is that's important to them, and I think out of that, you know, a lot of us who were working in corporate environments were working in this like hustle. They, they feel like they were hustling, but they were hustling for somebody else. And it's like, well, if I'm going to hustle this hard, I might, might as well hustle for myself. And it just, that switch isn't always as easy. And, and for some people, it's worked very well. But for some people, you know, it's like, ah, let me come back. Um, I think also just being someone who literally was like born and raised as a lawyer in corporate America, um, and especially as a black woman, especially as a black woman in patent law, um, you know, we we were just exhausted, you know, exhausted from that corporate life of just working and grinding and getting kind of nowhere or being disrespected or being overlooked, mm-hmm. being overshadowed. And I think that's what really came out of like people's like career trajectories and, and COVID is that the realization that you know, life is too short to be miserable working for somebody else. Yeah. You know, and I so I think like either you have to find a culture that you can be authentic in and it's okay to to come to mm-hmm. work fully because we all know that being your authentic self is is kind of like I'm putting air quotes up because it's not it not everybody's allowed to do that, you know, right. and and I think we have to recognize that that is real. And that people weren't able to be authentic. And, you know, there was code switching going on, especially in our community when we went into corporate environments. And so, you know, I think for me, I was very fortunate to find a place that finally I feel like I can actually come to work Mm -hmm. and be me and people are okay with who I am. But I think for some people, they have not yet found that. And so then the alternative is, okay, well, let me, you know, I know I'm great and doing really well. Mm Let me take that out and let me make a, a, a business out of it. And it's worked for a lot of people and, and I commend them. Um, but I think there's also a, another, you know, lane where people are still searching. So, um, you know, that I think that really came out of COVID is that people are like, you know, I'm really just tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. And, and that has to be recognized. Indeed. I mean, I feel like so many people were exhausted 
exhausted. I, I even got really exhausted yeah. um, in the middle of it. But I do feel like there's this space and, and it's one of the reasons I also advocate for, for people to work with different skilled professionals. Because sometimes when you start getting on these journeys and you realize either you're in spaces where you don't feel comfortable being authentic or you're in spaces where you don't necessarily feel valued and you feel like you need to make a change, but you're not sure exactly what the change is or where you need to go or what exactly it is, that those are times where it's good sometimes to work with coaches and sometimes therapists to just kind of figure out what's what's going on? How are you feeling? Why do you feel that way? And and what's going to help you help you feel like you're actually your whole self? Yeah. Because Thanks. I think sometimes, yo, go ahead. I was going to just say like just psychological safety is, is important. And it's something that, you know, particularly, you know, in, in corporate world and, you know, being a person of color or being a woman or being both, you know, we, we were in places where it was not, we did not have psychological safety. You know, we were just being taken for granted. And I think out of this whole, you know, that whole 2020 craziness, um, just so much came out of it. And now, you know, I think some companies, not, not all, but some companies were really dedicated to looking inward and saying, you know what, we don't provide a safe space for everybody. Let's change this. Or we're not diverse. Let's change this. And some companies actually walked all that talk that they were doing and they decided like, you know what, let's, let's put some action behind it. I still see companies talking a lot and they're just talking and they talk and they just talk, talk some more. And unfortunately those are the places that some people are in where they're like, I'm tired, you know, being, being a person of color, being a woman, you know, having, or being different, you know, is, is exhausting. And that should not, that's not fair, you know? So I think people are just trying to find their place and, and, um, and I think companies are going to have to change and they're going to have to respond. And, and like I said, some companies have, they've done a great job. Um, I know my, my company is definitely, you know, I will put them in that box of, yeah, you guys are getting it right. But um, for people who are, who are doing their own thing and, and, and creating consulting opportunities for themselves or creating different businesses, you know, keep doing it and keep shining because, you know, that is a, a, also a space where you can be authentic, but mm. also provide that value and those experiences and those expertise to the world, you know, that you have, you know, you can be an engineering consultant or a marketing consultant right? and still be great, you know? And I love the fact that we're becoming more and more empowered. And I want to empower all of you out there too, is, is to start being creative about how we find safe spaces how to create safe spaces, and how to demand safe spaces, and how to shift or change course when we're in spaces that don't have potential to ever change and be safe. And and that's one of the reasons I'm also a fan of therapy is because our job in mental health is to create safe spaces. Because I know I even, when I was a trainee, I was working in a hospital there in medicine, you first thing you do is residency. And then if you do subspecialty training, like I did, I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist, you do a fellowship. The entire hospital I was in, there were three fellows that were black in the entire hospital. In my own department, I was the only black physician. And I realized I never actually told um, my program director, what was even going on? Because it it never felt safe enough to even hold that conversation. Yeah. But I, I, from having those experiences and talking to so many people, because it's still amazing how many people are our peers or even younger that are first or only. Yeah. Especially given that we're in, I can't even hardly say 2022, but we're in 2022 and you know in the 2000s, you're still hearing people being firsts and onlys. And I really think that one of the reasons that mental health care is important is there aren't a lot of places that are either safe spaces, and sometimes there's just not a space held, that there's not a space where there's space for you to be anything but uber strong, uber smart, doing everything just perfect because you were taught you had to be twice as good 
or more. And there's just not space for that. So I want to encourage people, if you need some space, that literally you are paying money to have a safe space. Because sometimes to make these pivots or figure out what is the next step, sometimes you need a safe space to figure out what's what's going on with you to figure out how you can how you can move and shift in a way that's going to create a safe space for you that feels good and being strong doesn't mean that you do it by yourself and i think that you know that's something that i think people are afraid to say like i need help or that i need you know i need to talk to somebody um, especially in our communities we we mm-hmm. you're not we're told don't I don't know that person. You don't even know that person. How are you going to tell mm-hmm. them all your business? You know, and it's like, that's definitely not the way to go. Like, you know, leaning on someone, you you are strong when you go, when you recognize what it is that you need that is a gap in your life and you go try to fill it and you, and you, and you seek the help that you need from those mm-hmm. people who are experts and have degrees and have spent a lot of time and money um, researching and developing it so that they can help you. Um, and I think that more people, more companies, everybody should like offer that as, you know, part of the solution of, especially in this pandemic time, this is, this is a, this is a weird time that we're in and it's a weird time to work. It's a weird time Mm. to work for whoever, whether it's yourself or with the company, it's just weird times. And I think we all can benefit from, you know, mental health services or, learning how to meditate, um, you know, practicing yoga, you know, working on fitness and, you know, getting out and, you know, biking or running or whatever it is that makes you feel good, walking, hiking trails, just anything that helps you find balance in your life um, and not just sit behind the computer screen on, on, you know, whatever platform that allows you to be on video and talk to people. It's like, you know, we've, gone into this Jetson world where we talk to people on screens, mm-hmm. you know, that gets to be a little weird. And so I think it's it's the opportunity to say, you know what, I need a break and I need help. And, you know, you are still a strong person if you do that. Can I just say how much I love all of that? And that's what <laughs> that's one of the reasons support is one of the better seven is because it's so important to be vulnerable enough to get that support because the one thing we all see is that I'm not going to quote that poem because I'm going to mess it up. The one that uh, only, all I have is a minute. There are 60 seconds in it <laughs> you know, that all the Morehouse yeah. guys used to say. <laughs> but the thing is, is we can't get time back. And right. as many of us, thing. not just due to COVID, but just due to adulting that no one lives forever. There's the circle of life, like they sing on and on in The Lion King, yeah. is, is that at some point, all of our journeys are going to end. Yeah. And we're going to have to sit up and figure out, take stock of what we did and, and how we lived our lives. And the one thing is, is my encouragement for people to consider additional support is because the foundation for most people to have a high quality of life is your mental health and your capacity for love and joy and and human connection. And and the time that you spend on the struggle bus unnecessarily, (laughs) because there are times people are on the struggle bus and they're on the struggle bus for months or years. And it's like, if you would have gotten some help, you would have been off the struggle bus living your best life. Is that when you're on the struggle bus unnecessarily, you're losing time that you can't get back. And I, I don't want anyone out there. I don't want any of you to be sitting thinking that year I was miserable. I didn't do any of the things I wanted to do when we may be able to get you some help. And then, you know, maybe you're only miserable for a little bit of time. Right. <laughs> right. Cause the struggle bus is not sexy. Not at all. Not at it's, all. It's not bringing sexy back. I don't know. For some reason, that saying just fits almost everything. It does fit everything. Yeah. You know, I'll be in the hospital and patients be cutting up sometimes. I'll be like, they're not bringing sexy back. (laughs) There's no Justin Timberlake over here. (laughs) No, like I've made remixes of the song. Uh It's, I won't sing it because my singing voice is bad. 
Well, I, I won't help you. So, because mine is just as bad. So that was that was not the area that I ventured into. Uh, no, nah, <laughs> that fine arts building did not see me except for that one art appreciation class that I had to take. It, it saw me, but it saw me as a dancer, not as a singer. That's for sure. Yeah, I did <laughs> I dance lear- in the dance theater. I, I didn't di- learn to dance until I got to medical school. Gotcha. Yeah, I took. I, got, I took. I was I a dancer teased. at. at um, that's fine. I did dance theater. So I wish I would have done Mahogany in Motion now, but I was like way too shy for that. So oh, I <laughs> the thought of you being super shy, I can't hardly. Gosh, like I like I, I feel like in I feel like in college, I I would have done so much, so much like more, and I would have done like I don't know. I won't say better, but I would have just done so much more had I not felt this like sense of of like shyness. And it's a weird thing because I'm like a, I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So I like to do extroverted things. I like to, like I ran track. I was on tennis team. I was dance theater. I did research. I did a lot of stuff that you would think that someone who is introverted would not do, but all of those, like I was allowed to be quiet within okay. in me, you know, dance theater, you're, you're doing your dance. You're kind of still within yourself. And Track is a team sport, but it's individual. Same mm-hmm. as tennis. Tennis is a team sport, but you, you're you on the court individually. So I feel like everything I did was kind of individual. Um, and it wasn't until like, I got out of college that I realized, like, oh, people aren't as scary as I thought they were. And, you know, and I started, I feel like, going into more things. I mean, eventually I, I became a, a Bengals cheerleader. And I'm like, I could have done this in college. Like, why didn't I do this in college? And I just think I was just so like nervous or scared or I just I I didn't know that I could do that and, you know, put my dance skills in a different way. So now I just, you know, now I just dance on the side with mahogany emotion when they dance. I I feel that (laughs) inner soul, you know, in another life, in another life. Yeah. (laughs) So listen. This conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there and we will be right back after a message from our sponsors. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. Let me introduce you to Better Nation. Better Nation is the community of people that follow the Better with Dr. Erica podcast that are like you and want to be better, do better, and live better. By becoming a member of Better Nation, you also get to receive member-only bonus content to put you officially in the inner circle show notes with timestamps so you don't have to search for your favorite moments and some bonus free coaching tools. So visit joinbetternation.com. That's joinbetternation.com to become a VIP and be a part of Better Nation. Better with Dr. Erica. So we are at the perfect time to transition into some speed round questions. You ready? Sure. The first one is what are your three favorite songs? Hmm. Um, definitely All I Do by Stevie Wonder. Uh, just, it's just joy. That's all I can, I can summarize it mm-hmm. as just joy. Um, Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J. <laughs> it's just, it's just, a, it's fun. It's like, I remember that. That's probably like the first like rap song that I like knew the words to. And then like a song that's more recent is um, Stuck With Me by Tamia. I think it's a beautiful song. You'll have to look it up if you don't know it. I will have to look that up. You know, I, I had some Tamiya days. You know, back in the day I, when I had longer hair, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a, I had a Definitely. crush on Grant Hill. Um, <laughs> when my hair grows out, it's bright red and blonde naturally. And I felt yeah. like if he liked Tamiya and he met me, just as long as I didn't have to be a singer. Right, he right. If that I was, was gorgeous, and he would have loved me. <laughs> Absolutely, and Grant Hill could have been here for me, but I didn't meet Grant Hill. Yeah, you, she she just happened to meet him before you did. But if you had met him before, then yeah, 
she wouldn't have all these songs about Grant. I think um, stuck with me. I'm, that's probably a, a song she wrote for for him. But I could definitely see you into me. Like now that you've pointed that out, I'm never going to like not see you again. And it, well, you had to see the old pictures, yet. you know. Now, yeah, yeah, but I can see it now. No, I can see it now. I can totally see it now. So, but I, but I'm okay <laughs> that they found love together. I'm, yes, I'm okay. I, I, I do love them. I, I I was a Grand Hill fan too because I like you know I, I liked basketball players yeah. and tall and. And he was smart. I like that he was really smart. Yeah, and I, it was really interesting. I know we just went sidebar, <laughs> but I um I was at the bar pre pandemic having dinner at STK, and he ended up sitting down next to me, and we had a conversation. And it was it was the sweetest thing how he talked about Tamia. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was the most that. adorable thing. Like I'm yeah. like. I'm down with this because this yeah. man sounds like he actually loves his wife. And yes, all of us yes, that have been single that. into our yes. 40s have met plenty of men that were super skis. skis <laughs> they were so skeezy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so exactly. to meet one that's not skeezy. Yeah. And actually loves his wife. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I love I love them because I love their love. I love their story. So it's, it's okay. Yeah. And they were on Black Love too. Yeah. That was so it's cute. like Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, there's just some people who are just so cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll, we'll make it. Yeah. So the next one is, what is one free thing that you do for self-care? Definitely yoga. Absolutely. It's free. It, you know, there's some, there's some great videos on YouTube you can watch. And if you don't know what yoga is, you know, you, even if you don't have a mat, you can just use a towel or you can just be on the floor. It doesn't matter. It's free. It's available. And you can do it anywhere. I mean, I I even did it while I charged my car one day while waiting at the charging station. You can just do standing yoga. So there's like no excuse. You can do it anywhere, anytime, no money. I feel like we need a t-shirt that says no excuses yoga, but I need to first start (laughs) doing yoga before I can wear the shirt. (laughs) But I did just get a travel yoga mat. Good. I I just got one yesterday. That makes me happy. You know, that makes me Aww, happy. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do what I can. The next thing is, what is something about you that most people don't know? Hmm. I think it would be um, that I do not like falling asleep in the dark. <gasps> like I'm, I'm kind of afraid of the dark. The interesting thing is that I still want it to be dark once I'm asleep because, you know, <laughs> I want good sleep and that means it needs to be dark, you know, so that my eyes can rest. But I don't like I don't like getting in the bed dark, so I have to have the lights. And I actually have like you know Alexas, so I can like say turn my lights off. It's real first world problems, and um, I or I'll put the TV on and just put it on mute so the light can reflect. Oh wow! You know, like if I'm like in a hotel or travel or even at home, just so I can have the light, and then it goes off, and I'm asleep. You know, and when it goes off, I'm already asleep, so I don't know that it's dark. And then when uh-huh. I wake up, it's light. It's it's weird, but. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that one. So I, I, know. I, will, I will take that as a great A answer. The next thing is what's something that has helped you get through the pandemic? Um, I would definitely say music and dancing. Like I, I danced for hours. I think I clocked, I think my longest dance time was like nine hours straight. I just danced to. Uh, that that sounds like a D nice. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a D nice that, I mean, I just danced for hours and hours and it was so much fun. And my girls thought I was weird because they're like, you act like you're at a party. I was like, because I am. And Michelle Obama's here and we're all dancing together. And they're like, but she's not. And you're weird. You know, they're teenagers, so they don't get it. <laughs> I was just so happy to kind of like be at home. You know, that that's when that introverted yeah. side came out. And I was like, I love this, <laughs> you know, so... But it did. It helped me. I, I danced a lot. I listened to a lot of music. And it was, you know, it definitely helped the days go by. Oh, I love all of that. I'm here for all of that. So what are some, what are final thoughts or takeaways you'd like to leave the wonderful audience with? Uh, yeah, I think my final takeaway is to don't be afraid to be who you are. And if you don't know who that is, then don't be afraid to find that person. 
and you know those steps along your way that create your journey that may not go how you think it should go or may go exactly how you think you should go, follow it and learn from it and grow and you know embrace and and be and be thankful like show gratitude along the way for whatever it is whether it's good or bad just be be grateful um and i would like for people to take that away you know um regardless of how you work where you work if you don't work um we're all we're alive we we made it through like hopefully the worst part of of covid and the pandemic and not everybody can say that. So I think just taking a moment of gratitude um, and being open to the journey uh, of life, because you just never know where it will take you, but where it takes you is where you're supposed to be. I'm here for all of that. Now, my next question <laughs> is, um, where can the people find you if they want a little bit more of Kenya, or is this an option where you don't really want to be found, which is okay? Yeah. I definitely opened myself up to LinkedIn. Um, I'm Kenya Thacker Pierre on LinkedIn, um, and if you, that's that's a pretty unique name. I don't think you guys should have troubles with that. But if you do Kenya Pierre and then Strava, that's my current company. It'll it'll definitely pop up. Okay. Sounds like a plan. And luckily, my listeners are pretty responsible, so I don't expect any <laughs> any craziness to find your LinkedIn DM. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing I just want to say is thank you so much for being so kind and so joyful and so thoughtful with my listeners to all the people in Better Nation. So thank you so much, Kenya. Thank the next you. is thank you to you're welcome. Everyone that's listening. Thanks for tuning in to Better with Dr. Erica, because I know you had your choice of thousands, what feels like probably millions of podcasts, because there are so many out there. And you chose to stop and listen to mine. So I want to say thank you for, for choosing me. Thanks for choosing you. The goal of this podcast is to put you back in your life. So actually by choosing me, you chose you. So who can't get excited <laughs> about that. I can get behind all of that. My final word for this show is that if you are feeling stuck and just not quite sure what season you're in, where you're going, or you're not happy with where you are at, number one, I want to tell you, you are not alone. There are plenty of people that are feeling the exact same way. The next is there's there's no shame and in, in taking a little bit of a pause to get to know yourself in the iteration that you are in right now, because you change and grow. I change and grow. Kenya changed and grow. So we all are on this journey and we're evolving. So sometimes there's so much life going on. It's easy to get caught up in all of the business of life. And a lot of times all the business of taking care of everybody else, taking care of your family, taking care of your job, all of the things, your parents, your kids, all of these things. And then you lose yourself in the middle of this, or you just figure out, I'm just not happy with where things are right now. And it's okay if you pause to actually figure out who you are at this moment. It's okay if you don't exactly know exactly who you are in this moment or exactly where you want to go. The first step is just acknowledging it so that you can do the work and get the help to figure out who you are in this moment. Because I know who you are is special. You just might not know how. So it's time to slow down and figure out who you are and what's going to actually make you happy. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to put you back in your life and have you in a place where you're able to hold on to all that joy, all that love, to feel valued, to feel like each day swinging your feet out of the bed and putting them on the floor does not feel like a chore because you're looking forward to what's coming. So I just want you to choose you, invest in you, and it's okay if you don't know all the answers right now. So that's what I got for you today. Thanks again for tuning in. I would love it if you would follow or subscribe. You know, I was dropping all those all those like bonuses in between season two and season three. So if you follow or subscribe, you're going to get all the notifications when all of not only the regular episodes, but when bonuses drop and who doesn't like a bonus. The next thing is if you can rate or review, 
makes me feel really good. Plus, it makes it better for me to get more content for you. So if you can do that for me and I'm going to be like that person on Uber where they're like, please give me five stars. Can I just hit these? Please, please give me five stars. And after all that, I just want to tell you, take your left hand, put it on your right arm. Take your right arm, put it on your, well, actually your right hand, put it on your left arm. Give yourself a big squeeze because you deserve a hug. And I know it's COVID. I don't know who's around to hug you, but I know you're here to hug yourself. Now you can't do that if you're driving. Just wait till you get parked. And that's what I got for you today. Until next time, have a better day. Better with Dr. Erica. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible but I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.